Wait, what's the conference Gibran's at? It's a closure conference that's remote. Have either of you either attended a, um, a remote conference before? Uh, no. I have. Well, I've spoken at them. I haven't oh, yeah? ever attended one as an attendee. Oh, well, that's not true. I did that. I did like the Hack Summit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I signed up for Hack Summit and I listened to like one talk. But that's free. It so. was free. Uh, it was a donation too, I think. Uh, so some, some, I always uh, get foundation. like a code. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, I felt like I was just watching a video and a bunch of other people watching the same video as I was. Didn't didn't feel like I was at a conference, which I guess is kind of obvious from not being like physically anywhere. But there was no yeah. social aspect. It was just like I'm watching Chad Fowler share his screen. Yeah, I think that that's the big thing about remote conferences and like how you. I mean, some of them, like the ones run by like Environments for Humans, are some of the ones I've spoken at, and they they do have like a very active chat room. But I don't know if it's the kind of thing where people would message each other and connect after though. Yeah, and like, like the thing about conferences is like that you meet people and it's like a very loose connection, but like then you can like, you know, keep in touch later. Whenever I look at a remote conference, I think I would just rather watch the videos and watch them on double speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're going to be at your computer watching a video feed, it's nice to have control over the controls. I also listen to everything on double speed. That was like your, I think you, rec- I think it was Len, I think you recommended Pocket Cast to me. Someone did. And it was yeah. like the best thing. And like, I actually <laughs> do sometimes listen to podcasts now, which like I didn't before. Cause like, oh my gosh, it is so difficult to listen to people at one, at, you know, 1.0 speed. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I'll watch something live and I'll try to up the speed <laughs> and then I get mad that I can't like fast forward real time. Yeah. So how's your workation, Pam? Um, it's going well. Uh, I'm at a co-working space in Buenos Aires. Um, and it's nice. It's a nice co-working space. It's a little, little small, so it's nice. And there's a really nice person. Um, if you, you know, shout out if you happen to be Swedish or read Swedish. <laughs> I met the the person sitting next to me is an editor for a uh, a Swedish publication. I'm going to find his name. It is called Kit, like K-I-T Kit. And I'll I'll put a link to it because then the following word is something in Swedish and I can't say it without like dying of embarrassment. That's actually one of the hardest things is like convincing myself to speak Spanish, even though I know I probably sound like an idiot because like whatever. Yeah. I had a lot of anxiety yesterday. I feel a bit better now. About speaking Spanish? Yeah. Well, because like the first two days I was here, I had like my friend with me the entire time. And so like he would just like do everything and I would just like stand there and vaguely understand what was going on. And then I could ask him later when the person wasn't there, like what happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be like, this is what I thought happened. And so like that actually is really helpful for like learning to understand Spanish. Um, but, you know, one of the best ways to speak Spanish is to speak Spanish. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I took uh, five years of Spanish in high school. But I never really used it outside of that, so I don't remember much of it. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm actually about at the level of like a junior in high school in Spanish. I was thinking about this. I was like, this feels like the amount of Spanish. This amount of Spanish is about the amount of French that I knew when I was in like late sophomore year, early junior year of high school. Before, like I actually knew a lot more. Like I don't really have like I can't really talk in the fat in the past. <laughs> I can only talk about like I am doing this. <laughs> Like, I can maybe talk about, I am going to do this, but I can't talk about the past. I don't live in the past anymore, Justin. I only live <laughs> in the present and the future. Sounds like a plan for success. 
But yeah, it's also, it's warm. It's, that's nice too. So, I don't know, how are you doing? How how are you, Justin? How's computers? How's, you know, Philadelphia? Computers are all right. Philadelphia, I wouldn't know. I haven't been there for a long time. <laughs> are you, you're, you're in the, but you're in Pennsylvania now, right? Instead of Jersey. I am in Pennsylvania, which is. Yeah. Philadelphia suburbs officially, but now actually farther from Philadelphia than I was in New Jersey. New Jersey is really convenient if you're trying to get downtown, like if you work downtown. Because you can be on the bridge or on Paco very quickly from Center City. And yeah, it's I a feel very like short ride over the river. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing of it's kind of, well, isn't the, oh my gosh, it's the exact same case for New Jersey from New York because it's like. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, like, some, like for working in Manhattan, like. It is closer to live in Jersey than to live like fuck all out in Brooklyn. <laughs> because if you uh, if you try to leave the city and go to the Pennsylvania suburbs, like they only progressively get less and less crowded as you move out, like slowly. Um, but if you go to Jersey, it's just like instantly you go to the river and there's no traffic anymore. Anywho, yeah, Pennsylvania's cool. Computers, they're all right. Len. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Len, what are you up to? What's what's new in your world in computers uh, come when this podcast is released? So, well, we're so far behind on our release schedule, but <laughs> it'd be like May. Yeah. So besides like all the time you're going to spend editing the podcast, um, are you going to do anything else, Lynn? I mean, uh, like, do you have any announcements about your life that you want to make? He's getting a car. You're getting a car. Oh, God. I think I have oh, God. That was not what I was thinking I of. I don't want to get a car. I'm so upset. But oh, uh, my so boyfriend sorry, really then. wants a car. Oh, but it's going to be for the two of you. Right. Oh, well, that's doable. Then you can always say it's your boyfriend's car. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love not having a car and just biking or walking everywhere I want to go. But we would stay car free if there was a zip car location convenient to us. So when we actually want a zip car to like, take our dog to the park or something, we need to walk like 15 minutes to pick up the car and then like drive it back. And it is a huge hassle to actually drive somewhere when we want to. In Philadelphia, it wasn't a problem at all. It was just a block away from the zip car. Like we probably wouldn't be able to find a parking spot that close. So that made our lives easy. But yeah. Uh, but besides that, I, I took a job job for the first time in five years. Oh, Congratulations. my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I start, on, I start on Tuesday. They actually uh, had me start on Monday. And then they realized that Monday is President's Day and they don't work. So my, my first day is a, a paid day off. I'm not used to like... Uh, getting frivolous holidays off or any holiday really. But even when I had like startup jobs, like five years ago, we didn't get any of the uh, most bank holidays off. So what's your, what are you doing at your new gig? Uh, so they are Maslow, maslow.me. Uh, and they do coaching for like two week, like intense or not intense, but like hands-on coaching. So if you want to get better at diet or get better at speaking or get better at meditation, uh, you'll actually kind of take this online course and you'll have a coach guide you through it. So I will be writing Rails all day. I went through um, like uh, the questions they ask you when you're signing up for, for one of them. It was pretty interesting. I, I could see where they're going with it. Um, I didn't look at like pricing or anything. I figured out how to actually get a coach, but it seemed like an interesting product. Yeah, the interesting thing for me is that they're all in on DHH's vision of Rails. Whoa. <laughs> Which I've historically been skeptical of. Indeed. Are you? TDD is dead. No, no, no. They are <laughs> big fans. Big fans of TDD, actually, or at least testing. But uh, they're like all in on Turbo Links. 
which I guess there's some big improvements in Turbo Lynx 5. I don't think Turbo Lynx is so bad. Have either of you actually used it recently? No, I've read about <laughs> it and refused to use it when it has come up. So, but you will be, that's like the nature of the thing. You will be using Turbo Lynx. So soon you'll be an expert on Turbo Lynx. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> upgrading to Rails 5 in the immediate future and then using Turbo Lynx 5. Actually, I was listening to our last episode, and one of the really terrible things about being behind in our in our release was we were talking about the JavaScript fatigue mm. post, and then in the meantime, that much much worse and much more popular JavaScript fatigue post had come out. <laughs> it was so obnoxious, and that's probably what everyone thought I was referring to. <laughs> you were just uh, pre omniscient, omnipotent. Uh- Let's try and figure out English. Onomatopoeia. (laughs) Onomatopoeia, that's easy. Boom. Click. I'm looking at dictionary.com at the phonetic spelling of uh, pre-sh-int. There's multiple options. Well, how are there multiple options in the pronunciation guide? These are not the same. Fresh <laughs> shant. Yeah, this is better. Did you have you all ever learned the international phonetic alphabet? Like alpha, beta. No. Tango. <laughs> not that. That's a military like like the, how to talk the, about things. The NATO alphabet. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> so no, uh, the international uh, phonetic, phonetic alphabet. Um, or there might be multiple phonetic alphabet. But uh, I learned it when I was studying in uh, university. Uh, and, okay, the NATO phonetic alphabet is a thing. Uh, then what is it? Yeah, what is this? Um, phonemic orthography? Maybe that's what it is. But it's like a kind of alphabet. So, like, when you open a dictionary, when you see, like, those symbols, like the upside-down E or, like, an E with, like, a weird oh. accent mark on it. Like, I learned how to read at least the ones that's related to French. And it's also useful when reading dictionaries. It's like the sound your mouth is supposed to make. Kind of, yeah. Like an upside down E is like an uh sound. Like how we, like in English, like so you can actually, like when you're writing, express the difference between like eh, eh, and uh. <laughs> like there's all different sounds. Very subtle. Yeah, but like, I mean, that's why it's like super helpful to people who aren't native speakers because like, like when I'm like when I'm speaking Spanish and someone's like, no, 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 no. It's, you know, like, tartas, tartas, not tartas. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why does it matter? To me, it sounds like the same thing. But, it's, you know, you can definitely hear a difference. So it's, it's very helpful if you're practicing languages. If I can ever figure out what the hell this thing is and I can link to it, I'm, it's going to be my pick for the day. But, yeah, has anyone learned anything interesting lately? Uh, I learned about hand planes for woodworking. Um I was trying to make something and I needed to make it flat and I started researching that. And then next thing I knew, I ended up with uh, four four hand planes on the way from eBay. One of them is over 100 years old. It's pretty sweet. It looks really cool. Um, but one of the things I was making, I'm still making, is um, our cat. We have an automatic cat feeder. We have two cats. Did you, make, did you make your automatic cat feeder though? No, I've looked into that and um, I've actually been following somebody who's been doing that in Elixir. Um, it is 
Wendy something. She's been making posts about like using Elixir and and uh, I think a Raspberry Pi to control like a, a cat feeder. And she has like this mm. other assembly of uh, of pipes and motors to to make it work. But no, we already have a cat feeder that we bought on Amazon a couple of years ago, uh, and it works pretty well. Uh, you can set a schedule, three different schedules, and for each schedule, you can uh, say how much food to dispense. So we have it dispensing uh, at 6 p.m. and midnight and 6 a.m. So our cats don't bother us overnight. Wait, wait, what times? Because my cat definitely bothers us overnight. 6 p.m., 6 a.m. and midnight. So six hours apart, three times. Oh, wow. Night. So you feed them in the middle of the night? Yeah, because they're awake anyway. They're nocturnal, right? Well, they're actually like crepuscular. But What know, is that? Crepuscular means like they're most active at uh, dusk and dawn. Mm. Like the times of changing light. Maybe I should change it so that it's only two times and give them more food at dusk and dawn. But anyway, our one cat is kind of a troublemaker, and she will uh, she will paw at the bowl she, to 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 make it like drop food out. She'll shake it with her paw. When we take the bowl off of the feeder, she will reach her hand up and try to pull the food out. Uh, so I I tried to fix all those things a, a while ago, and I had um, weights on top of it to, to hold it down. And then at some point, I had a ratchet strap, like attaching it to a, a board. Uh, and then she figured out how to like use her teeth to pick up the entire assembly and then drop it. Uh, she's pretty smart. So I think I have the uh, the ultimate solution to this problem, which is put the entire feeder in a box and then have it drop food out of the box and. Um, just have a little tiny slot where the food comes out and don't have anything on it that she can like push or pick up with her teeth. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I think I'm going to win finally. We've been, we've been battling over this for a few How hours. many cats do you have? We have two cats. The other cat is, uh, so we've also tried free feeding our cats uh, and our one cat will just eat nonstop and she's overweight. Uh, the other cat has no problem just grazing and is pretty healthy. Um, but for some reason, this, this other cat, the younger one, will not, will not stop eating. Um, so yeah, hoping to, uh, finish that up. It's my first real woodworking project. I'm pretty proud of it. That is pretty. You should be proud of it. I'll send you guys a picture. Crepuscular. <laughs> you should build a catio next. I really want a catio. <laughs> Wait till I talk to your cat. No, not a, no, not a, a catio. Oh, like a patio for cats? Yeah. I thought you were talking about a catio, which would be a radio for cats, of course. <laughs> So, um, so I was watching, I actually wouldn't recommend it, um, but I tried the, so Chelsea Handler has a series on Netflix and it's like Chelsea Handler does a thing. And like, there's an episode that's like Chelsea Handler does Silicon Valley. And like, cause it's like kind of meta because like Chelsea Handler, you know, is doing the show for Netflix and she's like, what the fuck is, you know, Netflix and what does it mean to do a show for Netflix rather than traditional media? And, um, so she, it's, I, I kind of feel bad for this person though. So like, I'm going to totally, you know, whatever, like skip ahead 30 seconds, but they, she totally like has this interview with, um, pet chats, which is like a live, like, like a chat system where you can also like give treats to your animal. And like, so you can like radio with your animal when you're away and it completely fails and completely does not work at all. Like or at least Chelsea Handler's dog is a jerk and, um, you know, won't come to the the pet phone when Chelsea's calling it. And it's just like, just wanted to let you know that it is a thing if you wanted it, but <sighs> I don't think it works. <laughs> it's kind of sad, but yeah. 
Anyway, so you're going to build a cat patio? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but... No. I kind of want one for my cats, who are now living with my dad. Oh. He has lots of space, so I think it'd be... I'm, I'm torn. I think it would be good for them to be able to... Or fun for them to go outside. Uh, but on the other hand, they're kind of agoraphobic, so they're afraid of the outside because they've never been outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid, like, if they get used to going outside, they'll want to like bolt out the front door. And my dad's yeah. like 72, so I don't think he'd be able to like catch them if they got out. <laughs> Our cats do that. They they've been outside before, not very much, but they started like a lot. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, there's, there's a background there's... cat. So the cat phone is working. Hey Zach, come here, buddy. Come here. <laughs> you crispuscular you. Um, I did manage to, it was actually really funny. I ended up being there for both breakfast and lunch. Uh, I found the Argentinian equivalent of au bon pain because I am that bourgeois. <laughs> and so, cause I'm like, I don't understand how to find food. And then I ended up eating it. You know, I discovered like, oh my gosh, this looks like a place I, you know, that's like my style. And I realized that it was just like Argentinian au bon pain. So yeah, I, I feel guilty sometimes for how bourgeois I am like just so that everyone knows that I don't not know (laughs) I do know and I don't feel great about it but I am grateful to live in a time that it like accommodates my bourgeoisness very well like the fact that like Le Pan Quotidien exists is like an example of like a corporation understanding my needs I don't know if you all have been there but basically it's like a not cheap place where you order like avocado toast or you know tartines and stuff like that it's yeah it's kind of my jam avocado toast sounds good i mean avocado toast is awesome but like i would actually i don't know if i've ever bought avocado toast out like myself because it just seems so dumb to pay like eight dollars for literally toast and avocado when like even if like it's the most expensive avocado it's like two dollars at the grocery store but somebody opened the avocado for you literally toast they they (laughs) determined that the avocado was the the proper ripeness already that's a lot of work yeah yeah (laughs) somebody's making an iphone app that you just push a button and somebody brings you ripe avocados like push for pizza but for perfect produce i have to admit i did uber eats the other day and it was amazing is, is that, that a new in? delivery thing? You are really, like, I think you could actually like write a, a very useful. I would like to know your view. You get a lot of food delivered. <laughs> <laughs> like you are the only person I know who like has religiously used Postmates and like all these things. No, speaking of bougie, it was Justin who uh, ordered <laughs> coffee to the office the first day Postmates existed. So. Wait, what? What do you order? <laughs> I did. We wanted to try uh, Postmates out. I wanted to see how it was. I don't know. That's not as, uh, I mean, this, to be fair, qualification is this happened in San Francisco, but I had a friend who ordered a Sharpie by Amazon now, huh? like just one Sharpie because they could, <laughs> they paid like $10 for a Sharpie. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon now is pretty amazing too. <laughs> Actually, uh, I've been ordering Instacart instead of, so if I'm like wanting to order lunch, it's actually cheaper for me to just order some groceries and then they also have like like pre-made meals and it's it's like like order a sandwich like you order groceries and then one of those groceries happens to be a sandwich right yeah and it's like not much more expensive than if you would actually get delivery from like another delivery service 
And then you get some extra groceries along the way too. The impressive part about this is like, I know you and I know that you leave your house, but like, <laughs> like, you but he doesn't have a car. A How's he going to carry groceries? Not yet. His boyfriend's about to get a car. Len's not strong. <laughs> Len can't uh, carry a lot of weight. But Uber Eats was like, I got a, a sushi burrito in three minutes after ordering it and it just blew my mind. Oh my God. So it's not like customizable, but like there's like an Uber driver that drives around and there's like, like maybe like eight meals or something and you could pick from one and they'll, they'll show up in like three minutes. That's actually, that's pretty desirable. (laughs) That's actually also one of my complaints about like getting like fast casual food is like you're spending all this time and then you don't even get to sit down and eat. You're like, just like standing in line and then you have food and then you have to carry it somewhere. And it just feels dumb. Sometimes you just need to eat. As a necessity. Yeah. But you want it to be good. I mean, that's what I did yesterday when I was super anxious and couldn't, like, figure out where to get food here. So I just, like, went to the, um, what is it, like a kiosco or something? They don't, they aren't bodegas here because bodega actually means, like, wine store or <laughs> something in Spanish. Um, so, like, bodegas in New York and Philadelphia are, like, not, it does not mean the same thing. But it was the same, it was equivalent of that. They had like it looked kind of sketchy, and they had some snacks, and so I just like ate potato chips for lunch because I was like I don't know what to do, and I was hungry, and then I was not hungry, and it solved the problem. And I was like, oh, this is probably how people eat unhealthy. You just bring a box of Soylent with you. Gross. Ugh. <laughs> some of my coworkers uh, do that. I don't think I, any of them do it full time, but like they their breakfast is Soylent. Ugh. <laughs> I've been very lucky that my, my, my spouse has been making green smoothies every morning. So I've been not eating breakfast and instead just having a green smoothie. They're pretty great. We did a green smoothie challenge for January. So like the first smoothie we made was uh, mostly fruit uh, and didn't really taste like vegetables at all. And then you progressively add more and more greens throughout the month. And now I can drink a mostly green smoothie and it tastes good. Although I can't really drink the ginger ones. They're a little too potent. A ginger what? Smoothie. The, uh, like the tiniest sliver of... a general smoothie? What do you mean? Like... Like the tiniest sliver of ginger in a smoothie makes the entire thing like have this... Uh, it's like way too strong for you? Yeah, it has like this bite to it. Oh, uh, I, I love that. I like... I like... No, I, I would rather just put like a jalapeno in there. <laughs> huh, interesting. I, or, or I really like ginger and I am the kind of person who like when it says like a teaspoon of ginger, I just cut off like two inches of ginger off of the root. <laughs> Oh wow, we we, we cut the recipe like, like I don't think there's like enough, I don't think there's too much. We put like half ginger. the ginger the recipe recommended, and it was still too strong. Maybe we had the wrong kind of ginger. Uh, probably not. You might just not be into it. Gingivitis. Different no. thing. That's a different <laughs> thing. No one believed that. Also gross. I mean, a lot of people have it. It's like not that gross. <laughs> it's fine. I guess it's gross to think about. In the context of this movie. The movie. In a context of a smoothie. Oh, a smoothie. Okay. <laughs> we aren't like, we are not batting a thousand on words today. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is one of our rare, like, not first thing in the morning. Not morning. I know. Yeah, and it's I funny. My brain doesn't work. I can just, all I can do from like noon till five is write code. I can't talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do morning. I do my, my GitHub issues and my emails and I talk to people face to face over video. And then afternoon, I just, get plugged in <laughs> whatever that quote from social network was so Len, have you thought of any topics for i know you want to give talks and like i've sent you a few places you should talk so 
any ideas? <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I guess it would be React at this point, probably setting up um, oh, true. Yeah, all yeah. of the current tools, which changes from like week to week. So it might be a moving target. <laughs> but I actually am really loving Redux and the whole stack that comes with that. I was like really skeptical about the idea of all of the data in your application living in like one single object. Uh, but it turns out it's actually really useful after you jump through all the hoops to to make that work. I feel like that should be your, uh, I want you to submit that as a talk title <laughs> and to say, storing all your data in one object seems like a terrible idea, but actually it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and it could just be like an intro to React talk and you cover like how you built React <laughs> casts and whatever. I thought you were going to say it's actually useful after you jump through all the hoops. Oh no, that, that would make it too long. <laughs> That would make it too long of a title. Um, <laughs> no, just just that as a title. Oh. It's actually useful after you jump through all the hoops. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's actually useful with an okay short talk title. Hmm. I feel like that would be like, I feel like there's a significant like percentage of people who would see it's actually useful on a tech conference track and be like, all right, I'll see what they're talking about. <laughs> like, you know, like so few things are actually useful. <laughs> Or it seems like that. I don't think that's actually true. I don't know. It sounded good. But um, but yeah. I mean, a time-traveling debugger is amazing. Every every change to state goes through an action. And then there's Redux dev tools. And you see basically all changes to state and what the state of the application was. And in the dev tools, you can actually like traverse history and, and see your uh, application state at any time. Uh, and it's obviously like really useful to to see everything that's changing state and then be able to to walk backwards in time through that state see like a like a deep talk talking about like what state means in react would be really good like that's like what that sounds like that's leading to i think that i think i think i'm gonna say that sounds good if i i i had a friend recently who we we did like a little chat uh, to try and figure out a talk for them to give at uh, a PyCon. And we kind of just like workshopped kind of like that way. Just like kind of like talking about what they did and what was interesting and what they found interesting. And then they have a talk topic. It's like, it's a good way. Actually, uh, I saw on Twitter that, um, let me get you all the link, that uh, Rebecca Murphy put a, a formula for writing conference proposals out. So, but this, actually, so, and by put out, I mean, never mind. this is a year old, but you know what? This is probably easy or like probably <laughs> like useful to lots of people too. Um, it's, it really is like that time of year. So for anyone who's thinking about it, like all the things are happening, but yeah, so it's writing conference proposals. It's on the ladies in tech medium. Uh, I'll drop it in the show notes. So if you are thinking about writing a conference proposal, and the great thing about writing conference proposals is that you can write them. And like, if you don't get in, then like no one like shows up at your house and tells you that you're terrible or anything. Like really nothing bad happens and it's totally fine. So when in doubt, write a proposal. So do the thing. There's a Elixir conference that was announced in New York City in May. Oh, that's convenient. Um, yeah, very convenient. That's nice because it's like not too much travel. Is it a one day? So you like wouldn't even have to do a hotel or? I think it is one day. Uh, I'm trying to find a link to it. I have no idea where it is. Yeah. Oh, empex.co. Empire City Elixir Conference. Mm. Saturday, May 21st. 
there's a call for speakers now open. And my uh, desire to go to conferences has just gone way up now that I'm an employee and don't have to uh, not bill <laughs> for going to a conference. Would you go to ETE? Ooh. <laughs> I think I, our ticket early bird's done, right? Are you? Do you already have a ticket? I do not. Oh, I mean, I think, yeah, I think early bird's uh, early bird is done. I think there's like less than a hundred left of the other ones. They said, but like it's not. I mean, it's well, actually, it's five twenty-five. That's not like the cheapest conference. No, but yeah, the early bird was a good deal. But, are you all going? Uh, are you just? <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> I am going. So yeah. I've I've gone every year since I started programming, which is oh no way. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I didn't go last year. I went the year before that. But yeah, I don't, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm also projecting, I want to like, you know, like meddle in your affairs, Len, and encourage you to apply and go to conferences because I'm trying to not, <laughs> or like I'm trying to limit myself. I did apply to one conference. I haven't heard back from it, but um, like it's, it's kind of an exception because it's like a, a, I don't know. Well, I guess there's no harm in like saying what it is because like then, well, just everyone will know that I didn't get in if I don't get in, which is likely. But um, the lead developer conference, I applied to that one because it's like it's more of a lead topic and not necessarily a particular technology. And that's something that I think I want to do more of. So I think it would benefit me to go and do that kind of thing. Nice. So, and I wanted to talk about teaching because I didn't see that on their, like, it seemed like something that's really useful for lead developers to learn. Um, and I have a lot of experience teaching um, technical topics and, like, doing onboarding and stuff like that. So, I think it would be a good talk. I hope they accept it, but I don't know. But yeah, so, like, I'm trying to resist other things. I'm thinking about Bang Bang Con. They release their dates. Um, that's in New York, May 7th and 8th. It's like kind of also like a recurse center reunion thing. Like it's organized by recurse center alumni mostly, or generally a few of them are. It's a conference with, I think the talks are only 10 minutes. Hmm. So like everything has to be like super, like it's all about enthusiasm and like being super stoked about computers and stuff. So. Yeah, I do need to write all my proposals soon. I, there's like four JavaScript conferences that all kind of have a similar window. Yeah, I think I've I might have sent you. I, there's even a few more probably. Empire JS submissions until February fifteenth. Dinosaur JS. Uh, Dinosaur. Have you gotten <laughs> Iceland? Just came out. Uh, I, I'm probably not going to go to Iceland. Uh, actually, yeah, I guess that's Iceland's actually really easy for the East Coast. Like yeah. it's not that bad, but for the West Coast, that's really far for you. <laughs> Dinosaur would be really easy for you. That'd be nice. I still never replaced my passport. I need to work on that. <laughs> my dog literally ate it. It's like sitting here with, with a big bite no. in the middle. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that is going to be a pain to, uh, you know. Isn't it easier to renew <laughs> than to get a new one though? Yeah, except that usually the renewal is easy if your original passport is intact, which his is not. Uh, right. Well, you probably like I mean, you can see ID, my picture right? still. It's it's, just like you know, a, it's not it's not that bad. It's just a hassle. It's like super duper duper easy if like you're like, oh, I need a renewal. Like, but it's it's not that bad. Like even applying for your first passport is not that bad. It just like requires getting some documentation from your mom and stuff, you know. Uh, that documentation being like your birth certificate, which like as an adult <laughs> you should have. Um, no, I need to get on that. I mean, I'm a, a two-hour drive from Canada. It's so a useful thing nice. to have. I really like have just like having it, so I don't have to think about it. Also, I'm in another country right now, so I had to have it. But like, <laughs> it lasts for ten years, yo. Like that's a long time. 
like even no matter what hassle it is, that's still like a long time. I also got global entry, so I'm like, I can go everywhere. Oh, nice. Have so much left. That's why I did. I did pre-check, like so. I just like I got to keep my shoes on and feel a little more dignified during the process. So you just I still, you... I still had to take my computers out. That kind of bothered me, like because that's the other thing. I really don't want to take my because I always have two computers with me, and like that's such a hassle. Two. Yeah, personal and work. Huh. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting a work computer. Yeah, you need like personal and work computer. Mm. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm happiest when I have like a pile of computers. So I just like having, I'm even, I'm even so like computer lazy that I'll actually have multiple computers near me and then I'll just use one until its battery is dead and then I'll start using the other one. <laughs> I've been doing that too. Yes. Like it's so decadent <laughs> and wasteful and it's so wonderful. Wow. Like I got 10% battery left, uh, get commit, get push. Switch yes. <laughs> Exactly. Like, all right, then I'll just pull it down on the other computer. Wow. Like you, you marshaled the resources of the internet so that you <laughs> didn't have to like get your charger. <laughs> My battery always lasts like a full day and I just charge it when I'm not working. Uh, it just depends. Like if I'm traveling, I'm not usually on the internet, so I have like slack clothes and I'm not like looking at gifts. So my battery usually lasts a long time. <laughs> slack kills a lot of battery in my computer. Oh, I always have Slack open. That's probably absolutely Apps using significant energy right now. Safari, Chrome, Skype, Arc Agent. Yeah, if I don't like open Chrome, I'm usually pretty good. Uh, are you all ready for picks? Yeah. Um, I found my I, my pick is the International Phonetic Alphabet, <laughs> as promised. Um, it's, it's, you know, the also known as IPA. Um, so it... it Primarily is based in the Latin alphabet, which is, you know, what you get to use if you speak English. Um, and it's used to uh, help you uh, help you with oral language. So with speaking, there's 107 letters, 52 diacritics and four prosodonic marks. <laughs> Sounds impressive. Oh, indeed. <laughs> I don't know. Video games. Uh, Firewatch. I only played a few minutes of, but it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a story game about... Uh, I learned this last summer. There are people that their job is to sit in a tower in the wilderness and look for fires and then radio them to the next tower. And then eventually they'll radio back to like some point civilization because there's no other way to monitor uh, if there's fires in some parts of the the country uh, in the wilderness. Like there's no, there's no cell coverage. There's no like power. So these people just kind of like, spend i think a few weeks at a time up in this tower with, with a pair of binoculars and a, and a walkie-talkie anyway this game called firewatch is um it's a story based around that and you the protagonist is talking with somebody else with a walkie-talkie it's like your only contact that you have uh, but it's pretty cool for the first few minutes and then uh we talked about the witness last time but that that game's just great uh so my pick is full frontal with samantha b uh the show just came out this week and if you're a fan of The Daily Show or Stephen Colbert or John Oliver, uh, you'll probably really like um, Samantha Bee and In Full Frontal. Uh, sadly, just once a week. It's every Monday. Uh, but most of the clips are on YouTube. And I'll throw a link to that channel in the show notes. Speaking of, uh, show notes are at Turing.cool. Follow us on Twitter at Turing Cool. And I'll talk to you all later. Bye.